You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. Welcome to the Cash Valley Insider podcast. I'm Jamie Andrus, the president and CEO of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. And I am so lucky to have uh, one of my favorite people with me today as our guest. And our guest is Chris Wilson. He has a number of titles, but here at the chamber, he is a member of our board of governors. And uh, he is a business owner, and he's also a legislator. So Chris, um, welcome. Well, thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. It's been an honor for you to invite me on this podcast. I'm People have been talking about podcasts, and this is my first one that I've been. So I, I appreciate my, my maiden voyage, and so I appreciate you and Jamie. I hope you know you're one of my favorite people, and I, I think you. I think I hope you know that I've conveyed how much I appreciate what you've done for the chamber. You are well thought of, well respected in the state. Uh, a great person to to uh, to be leading. Uh, our business community, and you do a great job. That's one reason why I jumped on board right from the beginning to be on the board of governors because I had great faith and knew that you were going to go go get her and, and get the get us our business community and help us out. So thank you for all you've done and and a wonderful staff. Your staff is yeah. is tremendous also, and we we know that things don't get done without a a very hardworking staff, and, and you got a great staff. So, That's so thank true. you for having me. So true. So true. Um, why don't we start out today, Chris, and would you just talk a little bit about um, Wilson Motor and a little, give us a little background and a little history of the business? Um, because I, I find that very fascinating. We did feature you in our magazine this year. And so this is a little bit of a follow-up, but I think it's a little more personal, you know, coming from you. So maybe give us the background of the business. Well, I appreciate that. And obviously, I'm, I'm very honored and very lucky uh, for my ancestors that, uh, you know, helped settle Logan. Uh, my great, great grandpa, Benjamin Williams, very proud that he helped settle Logan in 1859. And I, I do feel a stewardship to Logan and Cache County and, and this in our community and, and also Rich County. I mean, I, I'm very lucky to be representing them and not only business wise, because we, we have a lot of customers in Rich County, but also as a legislator. But uh uh, my, my business, uh, Wilson Motor Company, I'm the third generation uh, owner. My, my grandpa, Floyd Wilson, um, means a lot because he sacrificed tremendously, started Wilson Motor in 1943 uh, during World War II. And if, you, if you're, anybody knows the history, of course, Ford Motor Company and many other manufacturers were not building vehicles. They were building tanks and, and uh, other armaments and uh, um, things for the war effort. So my grandpa, uh, who had been working in the automobile business for about 20 years before he bought the Ford agency, and it's kind of interesting, he was working at the Chevy store, and the Chevy store uh, um, owner came to him, and he was going to buy the Chevy store, and then uh, all our manufacturers have the right of first refusal. So Chevy refused to sell to my grandpa. I ended up selling it to a a, uh, an employee of Chevrolet back in Dearborn or Detroit. And so my grandpa, the Ford photo, the Ford owner, uh, Ralph's Ford, uh, I guess is probably Ralph called him and said, Hey, I, I come and come and by the Ford agency. So that's how close it was to be Wilson Chevrolet <laughs> rather than Wilson Ford. And I, I made that comment to the, uh, 
the, the Murdochs that own Chevy now. But, but I'm sure glad that the Chevy went sell to my grandpa and he ended up with a Ford. I'm proud to be a Ford dealer and appreciate him and his sacrifice. And I will say that uh, the Chevy store didn't last very long. My, my grandpa, uh, and we've been here 78 years, and my grandpa was a very nice, kind gentleman. And he just said, well, th that guy didn't last very long here in Logan. So anyway, but uh, very honored. My, my dad took over in 1971. So appreciate you know their efforts, their entrepreneurial spirit, if you will. And uh, I've been very, very lucky to, to um, you know, carry on that tradition. My son, Nate, does a great job for me and makes it possible for me uh, to, to serve in the legislature. And, and also great, great managers, been with me a long time. Um, and I, I just appreciate without them. And also the support of the community has been, you know, very, very important uh, for me to be able to, to uh, um, uh, donate the time and effort that I think needs to occur to be a representative uh, for our for our community. So um, very, very lucky. We've been in the same location for 78 years. I did add a second location uh, out for, with our pre-owned and out near um, uh, Italian, the the uh, Olive Garden, and and um, oh, you know, just next door to that. So been very, very pleased and and very uh, lucky. Good, good. Um, I'm a little tired of talking about COVID because it just keeps uh, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And uh, you know, we've we've we were so worried at the beginning about the sickness part, and then when it really started to affect really business in supply chain. Um, has COVID affected uh, the car business or Wilson Motor at all? Yeah, I, I, I get that question constantly. Anybody that drives by my lot and notices I, I uh, you know, we, we have very, very few new vehicles on the lot. So it, it's affected our industry tremendously. Obviously last year, or 2020, uh what, what was 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 a, a big change for us um we had to be innovative but the semiconductor chip shortage has hit everywhere in the world it's hit a number of of um, industries the automobile industry was hit extremely hard because last year when COVID hit all the manufacturers were very concerned about the future as, as business owners and as we all were and they cut back on the purchases purchasing of the semiconductor chip. Uh, so those manufacturers went out and found other markets, the hand, handheld devices, the electronics and stuff all need the same semiconductor chip. So okay. they lost a lot of production. Then all of a sudden things started ramping up a little bit. They figured that things were going to get a little bit better at the beginning of this year. They went back to those semiconductor chip manufacturers and they had already sold their their allotment or their production somewhere else. So we we were affected. Um, it is interesting. We we uh, as a business we did end up selling uh, more new vehicles this year than last year. Uh, but most of the vehicles that we're selling come in. They're already pre-sold. They're they're order based. We, we have very very few vehicles on the lot. And uh, but there there's a there's a huge demand. And uh, you know not a lot of the supplies hasn't caught up to that. I've read a number of stories and I really believe it's going to take another, you know, year, at least the second half of 2022 before we'll see uh, inventory levels up to where you'll see, you know, a number of, of vehicles on dealer lots uh, for, for new vehicles because of uh, the demand. 
And the chip shortage, I think, will continue. It will continue for 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 at least a, a, another year, uh, uh, some uh, uh, some degree. So we we've had to be very innovative, and it's even affect our parts. Uh, some parts are difficult to get to repair vehicles. We run into that. And um, you know we're we're pretty well selling anything we can get. The manufacturers are smart; they change their production to the higher end vehicles or those vehicles that are high demand. For Ford, it would be F one fifties and the Super Duties. Obviously, the new Bronco is a huge hit. The Bronco oh, Sport, huge, you know, the, yeah. yeah, huge. Ex Explorer's been a, a big a big seller, and uh, so it, those types of uh, th those lines are what they're putting them their production in. And of course, we're selling everything we can, we can get. And, um, and a lot of businesses are doing well, and they're looking to buy and expand, you know, production in their trucks. But uh, you know, we could we could spend hours talking about the, the workforce shortage that we have now. Oh. But throughout the country, I mean, that could be a whole new podcast. But, uh, you know, th those those things are, are also uh, causing some heartburn. And I, I, I had a a long discussion with one of the cabinet members of uh, Governor Cox's about how businesses need to be innovative going forward and trying to find ways that they can still expand um, without the you know employee constraints that are on right now. So you know, as far as more employees, and it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that plays out. Well, you know, we I talk about it so often about the workforce issues and the unemployment being so low. I was talking about it when it was a good thing. And, yeah, exactly. and now it's yeah. it's turned into being a, a real problem. Have yeah. you had some issues with your own team? You know, you know it's a great question. And I'll, I'll be very, very, you know, I'm very, very lucky. We, we have not seen a huge, uh, huge drop. Um, I've had some long time, you know, long-term customers, uh, customers, uh, employees and customers, but employees, have stayed and um, hopefully that's because we're treating them well and, and they're they're very dedicated. So we, we've had a few issues. I mean, I've lost a few employees. We had one employee that we've hired. Um, he, he was trying, he was gonna come here, uh, I think uh, supposed to be here a week ago and actually could not find an apartment to rent here in Cache Valley. So we called out and we called three or four of our customers and really, you know, people we have uh, uh, close relationships with in the business world. And I think we've been able to find him an apartment, but, you know, you hear about those stories, but this is one where, you know, it's somebody we really wanted to add to our team and uh, he wanted to come here, had a lot of experience and, um, but he couldn't find a place to live here. So hopefully we can get that worked out and he'll, he'll be able to start next week. But it, it you know, that was a reality shot that, uh, you know, that happened, but uh, we've been, Fortunate, but you know the technicians are, are short supply, and not only here in this, you know, everywhere uh, across the country and and, and in Utah, and uh, we we've got some programs to help bring some, you know, to have some more uh, help in our technical colleges and some other areas, and and also help our technicians as we as we move on to electrification uh, of our vehicles. It, it's a little bit different, a little bit different training and stuff, and we're we're we started a, a pilot program at. Uh, at uh, Weber State, and we're hoping that that pilot program we can expand to the rest of the state through our technical colleges and uh, try and get training. So, but it, it's it's an it's a it's an interesting dynamic and another um, disruption 
in, in, in our business as many, many other businesses in the Valley. But uh, of course, those disruptions are throughout the country. And, and um, um, I mean, we can talk more of why people want to come to Cash Valley. It's, it's a wonderful place to live. Isn't it's a wonderful, a wonderful place to, to raise a family. And I hear that constantly. I was at meetings yesterday and I had I had a, a, a lady come up to me and tell me that she had a close friend that lives in Hyde Park and that uh, she's trying to convince her to move to Ogden area where she lived. And she said that her friend said, there's no way I'm leaving Hyde Park. It's a wonderful place, wonderful community, uh, a great neighborhood. She, you know, her kids are doing well, schools are great. And so, yeah. um, and that's what we're seeing is people want to, you know, they want to live here and we, we don't have people leaving. Uh, a lot of people want to stay here. And of course, that's why the growth is going to continue. And that's one reason why I got involved with uh, in politics and, uh, is because I worried about my kids and grandkids, our kids, our grandkids, and uh, are the future to make sure that we keep um, our values and, and, and we keep Cash Valley you know, uh, a wonderful place that it is to raise a family. And you know, that, that was one of my big, big concerns was smart growth. And of course, Jamie, you've been a, a big, big uh, help in that. And I know you promoted that really well. And um, but, you know, I don't know how much growth we'll have. Let's, obviously, we've got to get our, uh, our housing taken care of, our affordable housing, and, and yep. we've got to get that supply up. And, and we also, um, you know, need to, and that'll help get our workforce that we need for right. to, to continue to expand. Uh, so, you know, they, they, they all, they all um, you know, involve one another. They're all, they're all uh, joined, if you will. And so it, when you, when you, when you deal with one aspect, it, it obviously is affected by others, other parts. So I it appreciate sure is, help. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. You, you, you brought up all the great, great topics that I was thinking of and I appreciate it. And you've made a great transition. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, you being um, our Senator for Utah and uh, our area. But, but I've got a trick question. What is the district number? Oh, I, it's changed, right? It has. Yes, We're, we are. We are not. I'll bail you out. It was you have to because I can't remember. OK, one. We no. were one. Huh? Well, we, yeah, we're always the number one district. And, and yes, we, we are. We are. But we didn't get that number. We, we were we were district 25. Oh, and yeah. uh, well, anybody living in and now we're district number two. Um, we made that change. Uh, staff came and wanted a little more continuity with the number starting in the north and going to the south of it. So we're um, Senator Sandal, who has Box Elder and the south part of uh, Cache County is, is number one. And then I don't know. I, 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 I was kind of bothered by that, that, you know, Senator Wilson's number two. So I didn't know how that was going to play out. I don't know if I can use that. That doesn't seem right because we're, we're really right. at the top. And, so, and, and and you cover Rich County too, right? Rich so. County, yeah. I mean, I I would have liked to have a little bit. They they just presented that, and we um, <laughs> and it was it was fine. I mean, I number two. Uh, so and obviously, like I said, I think I think my you know as far as I my my district borders both Idaho and Wyoming, and and uh, but it, it's fine. So we're we're in District Two now, and like I said, it covers most of uh, most of Cache County. And then I'm really, really grateful I've able to keep Rich County. There was some talk about giving Rich County to a different uh, 
Senator, to be honest with you, I, I kind of stood up and told him, I said, I, I said, Rich County has so many ties. I talked to the people yeah. and I mean, a lot of them have, I mean, a lot of them do 90% of their business here in, in Cash That's County. Right. So, they mean, just got their first grocery store. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful people over there. And, and, oh, yes. uh, and so many people in Cash County are tied to Rich County and Bear Lake. True. So I, I thought it was important for me to keep that. And we've, we've been able to work really well um, on their long-term transportation plan. You know, they're, they're growing um, and we needed to make sure they've got some long-term plans for roads and, and infrastructure over there in Rich County. So very, very pleased that we're able to continue there and working on some projects with the representative uh, Berkland Kira has done a great job over there and, and, and actually working on a couple projects with, with speaker Wilson uh, over in Bear Lake and Rich County. And, and I've got with him and yeah, some exciting things going on. We've got a new, uh, they, we just came up with a, they, they've been developing a, a new campground on the East side of Bear Lake, which I've been looking at updates with Paul Rasmus on our state director, who does a great job with our, our, our parks. And so, uh, some exciting things going on in Rich County. I'm very glad that we were able to keep them. But and you know, we didn't. Actually, did you have any change at all no, in the actual district boundaries? You know, okay. Our growth was very mirrored the state growth very closely, and so I, I was the only district in the Senate and the House that I didn't change one line. Everything huh. changed the same, and you know, and, and obviously. You know, we, we could have another uh, discussion for hours on the redistricting and stuff, but right. uh, there, there were there were some maps that had, you know, Newton and, and Menden and Clarkston and, you know, Cornish and some of these places out of my district. And I I told them, I said, guys, I just got elected with 71 percent of the vote. I I want to keep my district intact of, of how it was. And I, I think that's what. Um, and so luckily. I was the only district in the state, and uh, I appreciate Senator Sandel did a tremendous job chairing that committee. Very, very fortunate to have him help with, you know, issues with Cache County and Box Elder, and, and um, excited that he's going to, you know, continue to represent you know, Nibley and Hiram and uh, Wellsville. I'll be honest with you, I, I actually tried to get a few more people in, uh, you know, in my district from Cache Valley, but uh, I was I was pleased that that. Um, Obviously, Senator Sandals done a great job representing the southern part of the of the valley. And yeah, so. yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> I, I I have to say that I'm so surprised at how much I have learned about our Utah legislature since I've been in this role, and it has just fascinated me so much. And um, I'm in awe of all you do. And every time I talk to you, I learn about ten more things that are on your plate. So maybe in just a, a, an overarching view here, tell us a little bit about your responsibilities as the Senator. It, it, you know, um, obviously it's representing us, but there are things you do, right? Yes, there are things that, <laughs> that we do. And, um, you know, my first session this year, and this is my first year, in office. And first of all, I want to tell everybody that happy listening that you know what an honor and privilege it is you know, to represent the second district in, in Cache County and you know my home um, and, and and our home. Uh, we have so many tremendous things. You know, Utah State University, Bridgeland uh, Techno Technology College, two great great institutions. We've got wonderful businessmen. We've got an you know, entrepreneurial spirit. We've got wonderful you know, successful businesses. I mean, I hate to start naming them, but we have got dozens 
of successful businesses that literally are industry leaders and uh, and do a tremendous job. So and and many of them are like your business started out as a family business. Mm -hmm. Many of our biggest leader businesses in Cash Valley started as a family owned business. Now, not all of them are still family owned. Yeah. But many, many of them, you know, some of them are as well. So it is, it's fascinating. It's great. Well, and a great point. The other thing, I, and I get off tangent a little bit. When people, I say, boy, I wish I owned my own business because then I could just take off and play golf. <laughs> you know, and I just laugh. And I said, boy, you know, being your own business, you know, you, you, uh, you spend the time and effort and um, it, it's a lot of work. And that's why I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I use that a lot because, boy, you're putting everything on the line. When I bought this the dealership from my dad uh, back in 2009, which is right in the middle of the recession, oh, uh, yeah. and, and it was it could have been a worse worse time. But I I still it was a great opportunity. And uh, but but boy, you put all your savings, you put everything, and you're you're investing in yourself, in your employees, and your customers, and you know, it, it's it's a roll of the dice, but boy, you have to put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that, and and that's why there's so many successful businesses because people. We have a lot of hardworking people here in the in the valley, and that's another reason why people want to businesses want to locate here is because people are are hard, good hardworking uh, people. But you know, but, but so I'm very very lucky to be you know representing this great great district in the state by far. But uh, I, I was very, very fortunate. And I, I give a lot of accolades to uh, President Stuart Adams, the president of the Senate, was very, very fortunate or very, very lucky. I was lucky. They were very good to me. Uh, I was able to uh, get a chair of the IGG committee, which most people have no idea what IGG is, but it's infrastructure and general government. It's the third largest uh, budget in appropriations behind social services, which is, of course, Medicare and Medicaid, and then also education's number two. But number three, and we're over the UDOT budget. We're over all the buildings in the state of Utah. That's higher ed and uh, um, you know state buildings, which we've got you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that we'll be looking through this year to try and see those buildings that that. Uh, are going to be effective and efficient. Uh, we're, we're just, you know, we're, we're not going to just build something because somebody asked us. It's going to have to be. Oh, we've, yeah. we've put in a new process since I became, you know, co-chair with Representative Sagers and Representative Brammer on the House side. We put in some um, some processes in place that people have to prove to us that these buildings are needed. I mean, we we obviously with COVID's changed things. You know, people aren't aren't. Uh, um, uh, going to school the same way. They're not attending, uh, going to uh, a lot of state employees or working from home and stuff. So th there has to be a need. They have to prove to us they need that. But being the chair of IGG, and that's been, uh, you know, a lot of time and effort on that. I've been, I've met with, you know, UDOT officials. I've got two more meetings. I've got a meeting with them tomorrow and next week, uh, a, a long meeting uh, going over their budgets, uh, uh, somewhere, a little, somewhere between three and three and a half billion dollars uh, in, in our budget, we're going to go through. And, and so one other responsibility, uh, President Adams asked me um, just recently to, to be the um, committee chair and actually be the oversight committee or oversight of the $100 million that was the ARPA funds for broadband. And uh, so I was very honored. Um, he announced that in our caucus meetings yesterday down there. So 
I'm very privileged and honored that he, you know, is going to put me over that to make sure here again that these projects that we're doing um, are, are vetted and that they're worthwhile. And obviously, we've got some projects here in the valley and in and, and, and in the um, canyon. Uh, working with here again with UDOT, it, it's a it's a great fit for me to be working with the governor's office. And uh, there'll be more information about that coming. But I felt really lucky. So that'll, that'll be a little bit more on my plate, but uh, very honored to do that. The other appropriations uh, committee I'm on is on higher education committee appropriations, which helps with Utah State, Bridgeland Technical College, and um, uh, and other universities ac across the state. And working with David Wollstonehume, Commissioner Wollstonehume does a tremendous job, really. Uh, I, I've known Dave for many, many years, so it's been great working with him. My standing committees, I'm fortunate, uh, being a, a new freshman center to be uh, to be able to get on Rev and Tax uh, Committee was a big plus. I'm on on that committee with with a lot of the longest serving senators are on that committee. So very, very, that was one of my asks and I was fortunate to get on Rev and Tax. And the other one was Health and Human Services. I'm vice chair of Health and Human Services. And, and that's been tremendous, obviously with COVID-19 last year, working with the health department, continue to do that. Um, also another shout out, you know, our health department, we're, we're going, they're combining uh, health and, and, and uh, human services together. So that's gonna be, I'm going to meet with uh, with them next week also on their budget because I'm over their budget with IGG. So that and then another shout out to, you know, Jordan Mathis, our local Bear River Health Department director has done a tremendous job. Have a, have a lot of respect for him. We're working closely with him and his staff has done a great job. And obviously we're right in the middle of another, you know, the outbreak with Omicron. And so I, gosh, let's, let's, let's hope that we can get through this. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned, you got a good point, but I'm you're tired of COVID-19 and, um, but it's something we have to manage and deal with. And uh, boy, it can affect obviously people's health, lifestyles, businesses, and um, um, we just have to be strong and get through it. And so, but, and so those, those are kind of the, those are my committee assignments. And then, um, boy, I, I, I just mentioned earlier when we were talking, I was just looking at my, uh, my uh, sponsored, my, my bills. This are just bills I'm going to be sponsoring the Senate. One, two, three, four, five. I've got about seven right now. Others that are coming through. Um, been working. Um, if, if you don't mind, I'll mention I'm working on a, a firearm, uh, a Second Amendment uh, uh, bill. Uh, working with uh, some some other great people in the valley. Terrell Warner, working with her on a oh, on a bill, and she's good. tremendous. We're trying to get for, uh, her and her staff that that uh, that that are traveling with police officers as first, they, they need to be first responders. And so right. we're working with her, working with um, Sheriff Jensen, uh, working on a on a bill with him. And then um, our county attorney, Luthi, um, John and, um, and our county executive, David Zook, we've been working on, uh, we, we've, we've got a real problem um, with, um, and I think I mentioned this in some other meetings, but with child pornography. And we, we have got to stiffen our penalties for child pornography. We have got to protect, you know, our most vulnerable in our community, our, our, our children, our grandchildren. And it, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking 
Um, you know, so I'm very, very honored to be able to work. And I think the Maloof organization's involved, but, but uh, David Zook and John Luthie and his staff, John Luthie's staff, the, the prosecutors in, in the um, county attorney's office have been tremendous. They've been working on this for months and months and months. And I presented that to our legislative uh, drafting attorneys, and they were very impressed uh, with the work they've done. And um, gosh, I've got I've got some other a handheld device, uh, you know, we, we on some distracted driver issues. I just about got in an accident over the holidays with a, a young lady that ran a stop sign. And um, luckily, I had just felt like she wasn't going to stop. But as she went by, she had the, her cell phone up to her ear and just completely oblivious that she had even run a red uh, stop sign. And so there's there's some things there we need to take a look at. And but. Uh, like I said, we, we've got a few more in, in, that we're looking at, but, you know, th these are all, in my opinion, good policies. The, the, uh, they'll go through the process. It's a great vetting process. I mean, you have a number of people that are going to look at these and, and make great suggestions, maybe take some things, alter them. So when they get through the process of going through the, you know, each Senate bill gets two votes on it, you know, a second and third reading each, and then it goes through the House. And then if the House approves it then it goes on to the governor whether he he uh signs or not so it's a great process i'm very i have a lot of respect for the process and i've learned like you have jamie you learned a lot this this year on yeah. um, we, we and, and the state of utah we, there's no question i i went to some legislative meetings a number of weeks ago i got nominated and, and got accepted for leadership uh training uh for new legislators uh and uh it's called wla uh, Western Legislative Academy and, and talk to many, many other legislators throughout the West. And there's no question, Utah is, I, we really are the best run state in the country. We have the best economy. And that's one of the reasons the last 10 years, people want to move here. We have a stable economy. I think we have some level-headed leadership. And um, I'm, I'm just very, very proud to be you know, representing the people of Cache County, Rich County in our legislature. And we've got a lot of wonderful, you know, men and women that are that are serving and doing a, a tremendous job, uh, you know, trying to do the best policy to help our state continue uh, in the direction that we're, we're headed. You know, I think um, it would be interesting. I just think you need to reiterate how long, how many days do you have to do all of this, all of these bills and how many bills did you pass last year? You remember? No. Was it five? Oh, well, I'm out of my I, legislative. I, I got to get back in the group. I've been on vacation too long. <laughs> well, well, I, yeah. Um, you know what? I'd have to look and see. I mean, I was, I, and that was my, you know, first session. I was very, very right. fortunate. You know, I, I worked with Treasurer Damshin uh, on a bill that was just tremendous. So it really was very um, uh, working with him and, and leadership came to me and asked with my business background and being a small, you know, business owner, they, they knew it was kind of down my alley. So I was able to work with him on, on some, some things very, uh, and some other bills, but uh, a lot of them were ones that, you know, cause I was just brand new were other people's bills or other things. And this year I've been able to work on, you know, my own things and there's still others that I'm working on. I've got a list. I mean, uh, well, I've got, I've got <laughs> a stack of manila folders. They're on my desk here. My I can desk see it. <laughs> A little uh, cluttery right now, but uh, and, and I'm glad you told me there's not on video. It's just on audio. But uh, you know, I've, I've got a stack of probably a couple inches of, of Manila folders of, of bills that I'm possibly going to do that will probably be next year or work on in the interim. But um, 
you know, right now we're at seven. I got uh, uh, approached. I've still got two or three more um, that, that I'd like to try and do. And, that, and then you, I just got to be careful. And then that's not even counting the house sponsor, the bills that I'll, I'll be sponsoring for house members uh, in the Senate. Uh, that's just the ones I've been looking at. And then I, I'm going to be doing a joint resolution. Uh, Senate leadership asked me, well, I'm very, very, very honored. Um, I'll be doing a joint resolution urging Congress to propose to keep the nine amendment. In other words, keep the nine Supreme Court justices. Um, and I'm very honored to do that. We'll be passing that, I hope, uh, through the Senate and the House and the governor will sign that, send it on to Washington and the, the Biden administration to make sure we don't try and pack the court. Uh, you know, the uh, Supreme Court's very, very uh, important, obviously. And uh, it was Justice Ginsburg and some of the writings that she had that were uh, really inspiring to me. And so I'm uh, very honored for that opportunity to run that resolution. And, and um, I was able to run a resolution in the special session in November that leadership asked me to do. And so I, I was very honored. And so it's, it's going really well. It's going to be busy. We've got seven weeks. Um, last year, we, signed, we, we passed 502 bills. I think we looked at over 1,000, oh, 1,100. As of yesterday, we had a meeting. Uh, like I said, we had Senate meetings yesterday, Senate caucus meetings, Republican caucus meetings. And I think they mentioned they've already got over 300 and something bills drafted and ready for approval. And, and I'll be approving probably two or three of mine that are probably ready to go this week. And that's what I'll be doing um, this evening and, and tomorrow. <laughs> and and uh, uh, so, like I said- See, it, it's, it, not, it, it's not really a just a you know, seven week job, is it? Is it? No, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's crazy, but it, it's great. Um, but, but here again, it's one of those things, it's like being a business owner and, and for all the business owners that are out there, you know, you have to put forth an effort. And when you put forth the effort, you're, you're going to you know, you reap rewards from your effort. And, you know, in a business, it's usually profitability. And hopefully as a legislator, it will be in, in passing good legislation and improving people's lives and helping, you know, that we have smart growth here in Cache Valley with, you know, road projects, you know, the road project of, you know, Main Street getting the $52 million was a team effort by, you know, Rhonda Menlove, our, our uh, commissioner and, and the and, uh, UDOT commissioner, obviously Mayor Danes, uh, County Executive Zook, Jeff Gilbert for the CMPO, uh, great effort. And, and we've got more projects. We've got a project, we've got to finish 10th West. We've got a project out of Nibley trying to improve that the intersection, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. SR30, or for us that have been here a long time, Valley View, <laughs> took me six months to figure out where SR30 was you know, a few years ago. When I was, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was Valley View, but uh, you know that, that project uh, I feel is, has been a little bit lagging and, and hopefully we've got that on the front burner. It's moving along pretty good and that will help. We, we've got some of the top food production in the state of Utah. And you know this, Jamie, because we've been out to KBL, we've been out to West Point Dairy. You've got, you know, uh, all the different dairies and Shriders Gosner. and, and all those. And, and, and they are tremendous, but there's a lot of, of semi-truck traffic in our valley. And we've got to make sure that we keep those semi-trucks out of residential areas that we can build some roads and, and keep them so they're safe, especially with our weather issues as we look outside. Um, yeah. So that's going to be high on my priority as I have meetings with UDOT and, and you know safety concerns with obviously 
you know, Main Street, the $52 million is just going to be a starting to try and do some studies. I'll be very much involved with, with those studies, as I'm sure Mayor Danes will be and, and County yeah. Executive Zook. To, but, you know, there yeah. are no easy solutions to the Main Street problem. And I, yeah. I apologize right now to a lot of people, I, I, you know, I, I'm going to work really, really hard to make sure we look at all the solutions. Obviously, 10th West is going to help, but we've got Costco going in 10th West. That's going to become more of a business district. And um, we are we are looking and, and I've, I've, we've got a West Corridor bypass road that we are able uh, to get on the long term plan. And we're getting corridor preservation and some things. So th these are long term plans, but they've got to start now. As yes. we talked about earlier, Jamie, these these projects have got to be vetted. They've got to have environmental studies done. They they've got to be to the point where you know UDOT can you know put some funding into them. And so, um, like I said, Jeff Gilbert's been great, um, and others. Um, and 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 I think we talked about this earlier. It's a team effort, and uh, yes. county executives yes. look, uh, Mayor Danes, and other mayors throughout yeah. Cache County. Yes. I've yes. been very, very helpful. So yep. I've been on many, many, well, all of the ones you mentioned, I was on the original committees that started or, or learned about it or went to the governor. I was brand new at the, at the chamber. And the first thing we had to do is go meet with governor Herbert and talk to him about SR 30, you know, Valley view. And then you know, and then show him our, our economic development plan, which we didn't really have one. So we had to put one together really quick. I, I, I it's just been such a fun ride for me. And um, it's just so fascinating to see what, what you've done and what you're doing. And so you're not a freshman anymore, right? Well, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, just I, one I, year, I hope, is all you have to be. There, there's, there's still some people that don't know me. We were at a meeting yesterday morning, and somebody I, I went up to introduce that they introduced myself. And I said, Well, yeah, I'm, I'm Chris Wilson. And they said, Oh, yeah, yeah, you're the new senator with the great hair. I said, Well, <laughs> you know what? I guess I'll take whatever I can get. That's better than what, what could, be, could be a lot worse than that. But uh, so I guess I'm still, still some probably shouldn't have shared that. Sorry about that. But I thought it was kind of funny. So I guess I'm still new, but no, it, things are going really well. And, and I, you know, I've been able to talk to a lot of people in the community. And, and obviously, uh, my email is cwilson at le.utah.gov. I've got a cell phone here and people know they, they I talked with them and, and, uh, uh, be happy to discuss anything. I want the one thing about, I hope we got just a few minutes. We get, I've been getting hundreds of emails at night and I, I've got, um, we don't have a lot of staff and I could go on for hours about staffing and how it's just almost impossible to get to all the emails. So I apologize. I'm so uh, sorry if I wasn't able, I do answer most emails and texts and stuff, but once in a while, especially with a session going on, uh, and 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 next week I'm in I'm in meetings all week. Next week the session starts on the 18th. So uh, I apologize up front, but if you'll text me, I promise I I read almost every well every email I possibly can. I have in the off season, but now with 200 coming in and uh, it's it, it's almost impossible. But text and those things. So my my phone number is 435-770-2861. And again, I appreciate you, uh, you Jamie, giving uh, giving me the opportunity to be on this my first podcast. I, I, I feel you've done like, a great job. I mean, life can and only let me just, be better. 
can I just do a little plug for the chamber because yes. you really helped us get started before you were elected um, to really get our legislative affairs committee really up to, well, in a beginning phase to really move along. And so if you're out there and you're a member of the chamber, you can participate in our legislative affairs. And it's, it's really um, interesting. We meet every single week during the session. We try to go over all the bills that we can possibly do and review them all. And, um, you know, we have some issues and, and we belong to the Northern Utah Chamber Coalition, which is which has really earned a lot of credibility and become a, become quite the place where our Northern Utah, you know, legislators come to. This summer, they ask us to, to add another uh, task to our committee, which is the social services part. And we spent all summer long meeting with all the different social services and, uh, you know, providers and learning about that. Again, a great learning experience. Um, next week, we're going to see you with our at our chamber um, legislative affairs committee on Tuesday morning. We're going to we're going to hear a little bit more from you and a little bit from the other legislators. So thank you so much, Chris and Senator Wilson. I guess it's the time of year where I have to call you Senator, which is no, fine. I like. You know what? I keep telling people. I said I'm I'm Chris in Cash Valley. You can okay. call me Senator on Capitol Hill, but I'm I'm still Chris. I'm still the local four dealer, and you know, and that, that, that's great. I'm, I'm happy to be that, and and I appreciate the opportunity. And again, I you're exactly right. Get involved. It does make a difference. Being on the Economic Development Committee and the Chamber yes. was huge, yeah. very helpful to me, and, and Legislative Affairs Committee. So, uh, all the all the uh, business owners out there, get involved. It does make a difference, and in your communities, uh, in whatever political party you're involved with, uh, on uh, it, it just makes makes a big difference. And your vote uh, does matter. And I want I I do want the feedback. As you know, Jamie, last year I said, please let me know because there's so <laughs> many bills to follow that it's impossible, especially when they get amended, they go over to the house, they get changed and things. So we we want, um, you know, the chamber especially to help let, help me and, and other centers want help in following bills and knowing which are good bills. And, and it's, it's very tough to read and vet all of them. So thank you for your input. And I'm looking forward to our meeting and also our nuke meetings each week. Yes, you are right. Northern Utah uh, coalition is, is very strong in the state. We've got both our president, our Senate and our house speakers there. And, and we, I know people talk about this, but we have some wonderful representation up north. We really do. Yeah, we We've do. Got people on, on, on major chairs of major committees, and a lot of us, we have the ear of of uh, you know Speaker Wilson. I look Leadership. at Casey just got chair of Rev and Tax in the House. Huge, huge thing. And so um, we're all working really hard uh, for for you and the business owners and. Thank you for all you do uh, and your efforts in uh, for our community, because it's all your efforts also that help make a great place. Well, you are very welcome. And I promise to send you more texts this year during the session. I cut you a little slack last year, but this year I'm get you're going to be on the you're going to be on the hot seat. All right. <laughs> and okay. I'll see you. I'll, I'll plan to I'm planning to be there uh, for the caucus on Friday. So the seven o'clock the Wednesday nuke one, and then we'll have our 731 here Tuesday. So yep. um, I'll be busy as well. I, uh, oh, I won't yes. be doing it all day, but uh, we'll be watching and we'll, we'll be here to give you some support. Thank you so much for being a guest. And uh, I hope you have 
a wonderful day and good luck with your session. Appreciate it, Jamie. You're, you're awesome. Thank you. Tell your staff thank you for me. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. I will. All right. Take care. Bye. All right.